This is That's in the Bible.com. That's in the Bible, episode 107 Why I'm Not an Atheist. Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedoms we all hold dear, now is at stake. Humbling your hearts to God, saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians away. Hello, welcome back to That's in the Bible. My name is Eric. Glad you could join us for another episode of That's in the Bible. This time, why I am not an atheist. And we have a special guest joining us today, and that would be Pastor Varner. That's with a V, V-A-R-N-E-R. And Pastor Varner, how are you today? I'm fine, Brother Eric. I appreciate your ministry there with That's in the Bible, and I thank you for inviting me to be on with you. Glad you could be here. It's going to be just you and me today. Uh, Pastor Matt up in the Arctic is uh, doing a bunch of other things at the moment, I think battling the snow, and uh, Pastor Steve and Pastor Scott Strobel are... um, Detained. I think they're on their getting preparations made to go to Youth Ablaze up here in the uh, state of New York. So it's going to be you and me today. Oh, that sounds good. I'm looking forward to hearing hearing okay. about why you're not an atheist. There's probably a lot of reasons why you're uh-huh. not an atheist, but yeah. you know, yeah, just give you some amen. reasons. Amen. And you know, what's funny we we all start out lost. We all start out on the devil's side, don't we? Because of sin, because of uh, yeah, Adam's fall, and our uh, great 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 grandparents somewhere back there made that fall, and 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 as a result, we're all on that opposite side of the uh, the ledger, aren't we? At the beginning, we're all of sin and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says, "Yeah, we sure are." Yeah, Amen, Amen. So, how have you been? Haven't chatted with you in a while. You were on an episode with us before. I don't recall which number it was, but how have you been? Well, we've been relatively good. We've had a move in our life. We've moved from New York State to this lovely state of North Carolina. We have family here that uh, during COVID were kind of separated from um, each other, and uh, they really uh, needed a change. So um, my wife and son and I moved down here to, to North Carolina. We're near our family, and it's it's an encouragement and a blessing. Amen. And so you get to get some of the uh, nicer weather, you know, that we, we've got another snowstorm predicted for today overnight and until so tomorrow morning. Oh, man, I don't envy you. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a nice day yesterday. It was about 60, 56 degrees yesterday, and it's raining a little bit today. But, yeah, the weather is a little bit milder. We still get some snow up here in the mountains. We're in a mm-hmm. uh, location up in Spruce Pine, which is up in the mountains, mm-hmm. Mitchell County. and But... Uh, uh, overall, it's it's been a blessing, and the weather's a change, and and that's that's good too. Yeah, heading heading south is always nice. I know that in West Virginia, where my dad's from, and and you know we visited, uh, we visit the relatives every so often, and they call those mountains and in, in in between the holler, down in the holler. I don't know. If yeah. they, I don't know if they oh, do yeah. that. Do that in the Carolinas. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Mountain Holler, that's one of our restaurants we've discovered right up the road, and it's called Mountain Holler, H-O-L-L-E-R. Hey, amen. <laughs> amen. Yeah. 
All right, I'm going to give you a little intro music and then you'll be ready to go. Here you go. Alrighty, I'm going to talk to you for just a little bit this afternoon about why I'm not an atheist. And you might say, well, is that, uh, is that subject in the Bible, atheism? And the Bible says in Psalm chapter 14, verse number 1, the Bible says, The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. And then it goes on to describe their character a little bit. James chapter 2, verse 19 says, Thou believest that there is one God? Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 5, the scripture says that we're to behave not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles, which know not God. In Romans chapter 1, verse 28, the Bible says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God judged them and, and punished mankind. So the idea of uh, atheism and the idea of theism and deism and monotheism, these are ideas that are in the Bible, of course, and atheism uh, as a subject is in the Bible. And I want to say a couple things about why I'm not an atheist. Uh, and uh, the first kind of preliminary remarks I want to make is that I want you to understand that, that uh, believing in God is not the eternal issue. Believing in God is not the eternal issue. The Bible said there in James 2.19, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. So believing in God is not the eternal issue. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ is the eternal issue. But don't misunderstand me. Believing in God is a step in the right direction. It's a step of repentance, and it's a step in the right direction. I think it's it's good to uh, to uh, repent of of believing in no God and, and becoming a believer in God, but it's not the eternal issue. What I'm saying is that you can be a theist and you can be a deist or you could be a monotheist and still go to hell. Just because a person believes in God, uh, that doesn't save the soul. James, again, verse chapter 2, verse 19, remember the text there, Thou believest that there is one God, the Scripture says, Thou doest well, the devils also believe and tremble. So believing in God is not the eternal issue. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ is. In other words, you know, if Christian apologists prove that there is a God to 10 million people, uh, it wouldn't save one of them. Uh, people are arguing and trying to convince people that there's a God. That's not the issue. The issue is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, Christian apologists will thank God for their ministries and whatever they accomplished, they accomplished. Praise the Lord for that. But if they could prove that there's a God to 10 million people, it would not save one soul there. And uh, I just want you to remember that God didn't commission uh, Christians to prove there was a God. He commissioned his disciples to preach the gospel. He commanded us to go out and preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So... Um, by way of, of introduction here, uh, believing in God is, is not the eternal issue. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ is. Let me quote you some passages of Scripture. John chapter 6, verse 29 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God. You want to please the Lord? Here, here's something. This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. Jesus said that the work of God, the thing that will please God, and the Work possibly that God works in the heart is to for an individual to believe on him whom he hath sent, on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
John chapter 3, verse 18, the scripture says, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. And then it, listen now, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Not that he didn't believe in God. He didn't believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God. In John 6, 47, the scripture says, Jesus speaking, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on, listen, on me. The eternal issue is believing on Jesus Christ, not just believing in God. The devils believe and tremble, the Bible says. But believing on Jesus Christ, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. And uh, the reason for that is, the Lord Jesus Christ told us in John chapter 12, verse 44. And he said this, he said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but now listen, but on him that sent me. The Lord Jesus Christ said that to believe on him is to believe in God, to, be, to believe in God rightly, my dear friend. So the issue is belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. I say that by way of introduction because people uh, sometimes get confused and they think that believing in Mary can save them or believing in Saint so-and-so can save them or believing in the Apostles' Creed can save them or believing in sacraments and rituals can save them or belief in, now listen, belief in God can save them. But belief in God cannot save you. Belief in God cannot save you. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, and thou shalt be saved. The eternal issue is belief on the Lord Jesus Christ. And the second thing I'd like to say here before we uh, get into the message is that uh, I don't believe that people can be argued into faith. And I wouldn't attempt, uh, I'm not uh, arguing with uh, you, listener. Um, I appreciate the fact of this broadcast and, and, uh, that's in the Bible is not a is not a platform you know for folks to argue uh, in the beat up on people. Uh, we're not trying to do that at all, and I I don't believe people can be argued in the, in the faith. I just don't believe it happens. You say why is that, preacher? Well, that's in the Bible. Now let's look Romans chapter ten verse seventeen. The Scripture says this: Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hearing not only means audible perception, but it means intellectual perception. It means to understand something. You can listen and hear with the ear, but not understand with the heart. So faith cometh by hearing. That means to the, that you've got your ears, you're listening to the Word of God, and you're understanding uh, the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. In other words, in other words the Word of God enables people to understand, perceive, and listen with their ears. And that, my dear friend, is what produces faith, or at least it, it grows faith. We not understand that faith is a gift of God, and we're going to talk about that here in just a few minutes. But uh, now understand that arguing with people and, and trying to browbeat people into something is not our objective here, and it's not my objective when I talk about why I'm not an atheist. Um, uh, I'm not uh, trying to, uh, to uh, argue people into faith. John chapter 4, verse 41, the scripture says this, listen. And many more believed because of his own word. Many people believed on Jesus Christ because of his word. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1.23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God. 
which liveth and abideth forever. The word of God gets down in a person's heart. They listen it, uh, to the word and they, uh, they have the opportunity to believe. Uh, and it creates faith in their heart. James chapter 1, verse 21, the scripture says, Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. So arguing is not going to produce faith, but the word of God is. That's what this whole broadcast is trying to uh, encourage people to uh, investigate and dig into the word of God, the Bible. Uh, that's the instrument that creates faith. Mark chapter 4, verse 14, the scripture says, The sower soweth the word, describing the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord, uh, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he came, he preached, and he preached the word. Luke chapter 8, verse 11, the scripture says, The seed is the word of God, describing the Lord Jesus Christ from a different perspective, the uh, writer of Luke. Luke chapter 8, verse 12, the scripture says, Those people by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil, now listen, and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. So just a couple preliminary things, and that is that uh, the eternal issue is not believing in God. The eternal issue is believing in Jesus Christ. And we're not arguing people into faith. We're trying to present the word of God, the Bible, as a seed to produce faith in the listener to uh, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. And uh, so those two things uh, are two preliminary things. You say, well, preacher, then why in the world are you, you talking about the subject? Uh, if, if uh, you know, argue, you know you, you, arguing is not going to produce faith and the issue is not uh, believing in God, uh, why are you talking about why you're not an atheist? Well, there's four reasons, and let me go over them with you. First of all, if you look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, and uh, this is a broadcast, so I'm reading these. Um, 1 Peter three fifteen. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that's in you with meekness and fear. The first reason why we're uh, addressing this subject and myself as a preacher am addressing this subject is a simple reason for testimony's sake. Do you know that uh, the things that we talk about as Christians are, are a testimony? What's a testimony? What's that word mean? Well, the word testimony could be a synonym for it, could be example. And the Bible says that uh, you and I are to, to be examples of the believers. So uh, this is for an example. Uh, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, what we believe. I'm really talking about what I believe. And, and uh, this broadcast is, is focusing on what I believe and why I believe it. And I'm, I'm approaching it in the negative. I'm, I'm talking about why I'm not an atheist, but you really could call this message why I believe in God. Same thing. Uh, why I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to be more specific. Um, all right. But listen, first of all, the testimony. What you say is a testimony of what I say is a testimony. The things that we talk about when we're out in the restaurants or when we're meeting people in, in church uh, and we're talking with people uh, at the mall or at the grocery store, the things that we talk about are a testimony. That's why we have to be careful about what we talk about. Uh, the Bible says that our conversation is to be uh, seasoned with salt and is to be pure and it's supposed to be right. So uh, it's a testimony. What we talk about is a testimony. Now listen, 
What you believe is a testimony. Your attitude, your disposition, my attitude and disposition, uh, the approach we take towards issues and ideas and divisions and schisms and isms in our society, all these things are an example and they're a testimony. So I'm talking about why I'm not an atheist as a testimony and the verse I'm trying to exemplify is to be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh a reason of the hope that's within you with meekness and fear. Uh, there's a hope in uh, you as a believer, me as a believer, and uh, we ought to be able to and be ready to uh, help people to understand why that hope is what it is. All right, the second reason we're talking about why I'm not an atheist is because of the simple fact of being a witness, being a witness. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea, and in Samaria, and under the uttermost part of the earth. What's a witness? Well, a witness is a verbal attesting to something. You can think of a courtroom drama or a courtroom flick that you might have seen, or, or a courtroom uh, situation that you've been in yourself where somebody was called to the witness stand to give an, uh, a verbal uh, attesting to a fact or an alleged fact. And uh, that's what a witness is. A witness is somebody who verbally attests to some, some, some things. And I'm, I'm attesting to some things verbally this morning or this afternoon uh, by preaching on why I'm not an atheist. And uh, I'm attesting to the fact that, uh, that uh, atheism is, is a faith and uh, I've attested to the fact that uh, Christian apologists can prove that there's a God, a hundred million people, and that wouldn't save one of them. <laughs> uh, amen. Jesus, I'm attesting to the fact that uh, God didn't commission the disciples to argue he exists. God commissioned the disciples to preach the gospel of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm, I'm kind of witnessing to some facts. I'm attesting to some facts uh, through this message. And uh, that's what uh, we're supposed to be as Christians. You're, you, you and I are trying to, uh, to try to determine and figure out ways that we can be a witness. I appreciate these uh, brothers, uh, Brother Sutton and Brother uh, Steve and all these men that have got this, this program together. It's a way that they're witnessing. They're attesting to facts. They're witnessing, telling people about Jesus Christ. And, and uh, that's what we're supposed to be doing, and that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to witness that. Here, here's a witness. I'm trying to witness that theism will not save you. Deism will not save you. Thou believest there's one God, the devils also believe and tremble. Uh, believing in God, if you're a monotheist, whoop-de-doo. If somebody's convinced you that there's a God, that, that's not the issue. You've got to go farther than that. Don't get me wrong. You're stepping in the right direction, but you've taken one step towards heaven, but that doesn't mean you're going you're saved. You need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved, dear friend. And so uh, the second reason we're talking about uh, why I'm not an atheist is to be a witness. And I hope it'll be a witness to you. Um, number three, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 18, verse 12, and in Matthew chapter 21, verse 28, he asked two questions. The first one in Matthew 18, 12, he says, how think ye? And then he drew, drew an illustration. If a man have a hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine and goeth into the mountains? And seek of that which has gone astray. He says, how, how do you think about this? What's the process of your thinking here? And then Matthew chapter 28, uh, 21 verse 28, he says this. He asks, but what think ye? A certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, son, go work today in my vineyard. 
and so on and so forth. He drew out another uh, conundrum for his disciples to, to think about. He wanted to know what they were thinking. He wanted to know the content of their thought. And he wanted to know the process of their thinking. He wanted to know how they were thinking. So we're, uh, I'm talking about why I'm not an atheist to demonstrate thinking. And, you know, you and I as Christians not only have a responsibility to demonstrate Christian behavior in our words and our actions and, and the things that we believe, but the way we think is a demonstration to unsaved people. And if our thinking is wacky, then, then uh, their confidence is not going to be in the things that we say. They won't be confident in the gospel. Uh, so we have to think clearly. And I didn't say that I'm demonstrating clear thinking today. I, I, I believe I am. But I'm demonstrating my thinking to my brothers, and and uh, they're gonna we're gonna discuss things. I guess I don't know how everything goes, but uh, I, the the idea is to to demonstrate your thinking and uh, think clearly with unsaved people and think uh, uh, meekly with them. The Bible says, "In meekness and fear, uh, answering those people that are looking for a reason uh, for what you believe." Alrighty, and then last. I'm talking about why I'm not an atheist for the simple reason of preaching. Preaching. The Bible says in Acts 17, verse number 2, And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, opening and alleging that Jesus is the Christ and that uh, he, this Christ that he preached uh, uh, died for man's sins. So, listen, he was preaching Jesus Christ to, the, to those Thessalonians. And uh, I'm just trying to preach Jesus Christ to you. I'm trying to get you, uh, listener, to understand that believing in God is not going to get the job done. But believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, that'll get it done. Amen. That'll save your soul, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said when the Philippian jailer asked him, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Paul the apostle said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. So I'm trying to do a little bit of preaching. That's why we're approaching this subject, 10 Reasons Why I'm Not an Atheist. Now, we've all already looked at uh, several passages of Scripture and the Word of God that uh, shows that God deals with the subject of atheism. Remember Psalm 14.1, the Bible says, The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. And then there's kind of like an intentional atheism. There's this idea, Romans 1.28, And even as God did not like to, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. There's atheism mentioned in the Bible, and that's what we're going to talk about for just a little bit now. We're going to talk to you about uh, some reasons why I'm not an atheist. Alrighty, and let me just start with number one. Start with number one. And uh, I'm going to take a break here for just a moment, bow, bow our heads and ask the Lord to help us and uh, think with us and, and uh, guide us. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for all that you've done for us. You've been a blessing in our lives, dear Lord. We haven't deserved anything that you've given to us. And by way of your mercy and your grace, and Father, we worship you and thank you for it, Lord, right now. We pray, God, for the folk in the Ukraine. And Lord, we pray for this missionary that uh, Brother Eric read his note from. And uh, Lord, what a heart he's got for the Russian people and for the Ukrainian people. And I pray, dear God, for he and his family, you keep them safe and just bless them with souls saved and and we pray, Lord Jesus Christ, for the King to come back. Lord, we know that you're the only hope of mankind, Father. Uh, there's no hope on earth outside of Jesus Christ, the gospel and the word of God. And 
And that's what we look for. Now help us, we ask you, and straighten us, strengthen us, and establish us in your word, will, and way. And we'll thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. Alrighty. So the first reason why I'm not an atheist, uh, I'm going to read a verse and then uh, make a statement. Here's the verse, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The first reason why I'm not an atheist is because, to be right honest with you, I just don't have enough faith to be an atheist. You know, people are going to believe one or two things about God. They're going to believe God is or God ain't. And uh, I just don't have the faith to believe that God ain't. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, it's. Uh, I just don't have the, the faith. Both positions will require faith because you you can't uh, you can't demonstrate you can't prove uh, to people that God isn't and you can't prove that God is. Now, some somebody's going to say, "Well, preacher, hold on just a minute there. Uh, you're a heretic, you know, if you say you can't prove there's God." Listen, you know what Jesus said? Jesus said this. He said, "Ye believe in God, believe also in me." Listen, in my Father's house are many mansions. You know what Jesus said? He said, you believe in God. That's good. Now believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on him. But a person, a Christian, uh, uh, and the idea of God is uh, he wants people to believe in him. Uh, I don't have to in my, I, have, I don't have to prove in a test tube or, or uh, um, pr try to prove to mankind that uh, God is. No, 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 sir. The Bible says, uh, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God, now listen, must believe that he is. That's Hebrew chapter 11, verse 6. He that cometh to God must not know that he is, but believe that he is. Now, I, in my life, I, I believe I know there's God. And that's my position, but... I see God when in the sunrise. I see God when, when the birds, when the birds chirp out the window and all the beautiful things that I see, I can find uh, proof for God. But the point that I'm trying to make is that whatever a person's uh, position is towards God, it's going to be a position of faith. And I just don't have enough faith to believe that there's no God. It's going to take faith uh, to believe that there is a God. It's going to take faith to believe that there's not a God. And I just don't have enough faith to believe that there's not a God. <laughs> uh, the Bible says here, Ephesians chapter 2, that God gives faith. For by grace you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then we learned a little, a few uh, moments ago, that uh, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So the word of God grows faith and strengthens faith, and God gives faith to mankind. I believe he gives every man faith. And every woman faith, every boy, every girl faith. And uh, some people place their faith in our church. Some people place their faith in a ritual. Some people place their faith in profession. Uh, some people place their faith in a creed or in a sacrament, uh, an alleged sacrament. There are no sacraments in the Bible. That's a pagan word. Uh, or some people place their faith in a God. Listen, uh, you know, some people place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the saving faith. Saving faith is faith that's placed in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's exactly what it is. Amen. Anything but that is not saving faith. 
And so, uh, listen, God gives people faith. My faith, I wanted a place in the Lord Jesus Christ. I was witness to somebody told me that Christ loved me. He came all the way from heaven's glory and died for me upon the cross. And, and I, boy, I tell you, my heart just wanted to, to believe in him. And dear friend, uh, every person is going to believe in one th- thing or another about God. He is or is not. And I just don't have the faith to believe that he's not. Uh, you say, what are you talking about? Well, listen, if you don't believe that God is and God created everything and God, God's the behind things, then everything created itself. That just doesn't wash. I don't have enough faith to believe that. Uh, I can't say that I believe that uh, that the rocks and the trees and the rivers and the mountains and the the animals created themselves. I just don't have that faith. That's all there is to it. I don't have enough faith to believe that. Uh, and listen, if you're an, unbel- an unbeliever in God of the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ, if you believe that uh, uh, that everything created itself, you've got more faith than me, friend. And when you die, you're not going to die an unbeliever. You stand before God. You're not going to be able to say, well, well, Lord, I just couldn't believe in you. Uh, he's going to show you that you- it takes more faith to believe that nothing created something that than uh, something created something. <laughs> Amen. Uh, God created it. All right. So uh, first reason, I just don't have enough faith. A second reason is really atheism just doesn't make sense to me. And I'm not trying to be a wise guy. I'm just telling you, it just, it really doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I think of it this way. If, if I walked into a room and there were 25 blocks that were all numbered sequentially and they were in a straight line and uh, I sat in that room for a minute, I I would ask myself, well, what are these blocks doing here? And who put them here? I'd naturally think that somebody put those blocks there. That's a reasonable thing to believe. <laughs> That's a reasonable conclusion to come to. Why? Well, because they're, they're ordered and they're structured in a way that shows intelligence and intention. And uh, listen, uh, atheism just doesn't make sense to me. If if I walked in that room with 25 blocks in it that were all lined up and and I postulated or theorized that these blocks lined themselves up, nobody lined these blocks up. They just came in here and lined themselves up. Well, that be that just seemed foolish to you. Don't does do you see what I'm saying? It seems foolish to me to say that uh, that uh, a painting has no painter, uh, music has no composer. The universe has no creator. It just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm not an atheist because it it just it doesn't uh, it doesn't make good sense to me. To me, it's not reasonable. Now listen, the Bible says in Isaiah one verse eighteen, "Come now and let us reason together," saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You want to know, listener, God wants to reason with you. He's reasonable. And uh, he wants to talk to you. He wants to uh, help you to see how to get your sins clean. Amen. <laughs> and I just say to you that uh, uh, to me, order has intelligence behind it. And when I look outside in the morning and I uh, hear the rustling of the leaves and feel the gentle breeze on my skin and and hear the birds singing that's just all order for me that's what it, it rings of order and it 
speaks to me of God. It's to me, it's proof positive that there's a God. Amen. And uh, listen, atheism, that there's no God, that all this stuff just created itself. And it just uh, that doesn't uh, it doesn't make good sense to me. So the second reason I'm not an atheist is just atheism doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, dear listener. Uh, now, maybe it makes sense to somebody that you know, or maybe it makes sense to you. But surely um, my message here is why I'm not an atheist and it doesn't make sense to me. So I, I can't be an atheist. To me, reason means a sufficient ground of explanation. And the only sufficient ground of explanation for order is intelligence. There's got to be some kind of uh, intelligence behind uh, order. And uh, to me, that uh, uh, makes uh, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ much more reasonable than uh, believing that God created it makes it as much more reasonable than believing that it created itself. Already the third thing now, and uh, you may not agree with me on this, but but listen, anyways, this is the reason why I'm not an atheist, because uh, it implies our morality. What's that mean? It, imp- it implies that there are no reason to have any morals. The Bible says in Hebrews 9.27, As it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. The Bible says that every one of us, in Romans chapter 14, shall give account of himself to God. And God, and the idea of God, gives the standard for right and wrong. I mean, it gives the basis of morality. If there's no God that people are going to give account to, then if there's no repercussions for right, for wrong, for good, for evil, if these things are not even don't even exist, um, then uh, listen, atheism. If there's no God, then then the basis for right and wrong, and good and evil, and the basis for behavior and and being careful with your your words and being careful with your actions just goes out the window. Life becomes a free-for-all, and it just a, it's a dog-eat-dog, animal kind of thing. And that's what we've got probably going on over there in, in Europe, you know. Uh, false religion is uh, threatening um, uh, atheism, and, and uh, they're fighting it out because they're both wrong. False religion. Religion can't save man. Amen. Uh, and listen, dear friend, uh, Atheism implies amorality. The Bible says in Hebrews 9.27, As it is appointed unto men once to die, after this the judgment, but after this the judgment. And if there's no God, then there's no judgment, dear friend. And if there's no God, then uh, then there's no basis for right and wrong, good or evil. And anyone can do anything. And in a world like that, I just can't. I can't believe in, in that. I can't believe in atheism. That would give me nightmares, man. Are you kidding? Living in a world where people didn't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, didn't try to follow his word and try to follow his life and his actions and his uh, his wisdom. Ah, no, sir. All right, number four. Fourth reason I'm not an atheist. Atheism, really, it doesn't offer me anything. I'm kind of selfish in that respect. Atheism doesn't really offer me anything. It has no benefits, in other words. What are the benefits of being atheism? You want me to be an atheism? Uh, what, you want me to be an atheist? What, what will it do for me? What will it benefit me? How will it benefit me? Hey, you know what Jesus Christ said? Listen, Jesus said, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. 
He that heareth my word uh, and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. You know, there's wonderful benefits in uh, my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. What are the benefits of believing in atheism? What are the benefits of of not believing in my precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? My dear friend, there are no benefits. Romans chapter 15, verse 13, listen, the Bible says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. You know what the Lord does? The Lord loads us with benefits. The Bible says he daily loadeth us with benefits. I have a benefit of heaven. I have a benefit of forgiveness. And any believer does. It's not, it's not because of a person's religiosity or good works or any of that nonsense. Listen, he that believeth on me, Jesus said, hath everlasting life. And you have the same things that uh, any other believer on the Lord Jesus Christ has. Uh, we'll talk about what that implies here in just a minute. But but now listen, uh, uh, the benefits of faith are forgiveness, relief from sorrow. Oh, Lord have mercy. You know, the world's going through torments right now or or it's it's maybe it's on the precipice of going through the tribulation torments dear friend and one of these days all that sorrow and all that uh, heartache and all that suffering will be over that's a blessing and i have a promise of relief from sorrow isn't that a blessing uh purpose in suffering there's a reason why people go through hardships and heartaches in jesus christ uh, he tells us that there's reasons for these things. He tells us what the reasons are. Sometimes he's trying to uh, help us to gain a, a, a reward and glory. Sometimes he's helped us to get our hearts and minds fastened on uh, off of this earth and fastened on eternity. But listen, dear friend, uh, there are benefits in Christ Jesus. Eternal life, new heavens and new earth are all benefits that Believing on the Lord Jesus Christ gives to a person. Now, listen, if you are asking me, well, why, why aren't you an atheist? Uh, Bruce, why are you, a, why do you believe in Jesus Christ? Why are you a Christian? Why are you a Bible believer? Well, uh, because, uh, I have such benefits in believing in Jesus Christ and I don't want to trade them for atheism. Atheism offers me nothing. <laughs> uh, and, uh, atheism would take everything, uh, uh precious away. It surely would. All right. Uh, fifth reason why I'm not an atheist. Well, for, here it is now. You might not like this, but it's true. Atheism is unscientific. That's all. Atheism is un unscientific. What do you mean, preacher? Are you trying to tell me that you worship science or you believe what science says? No, no. All I'm, I'm, I'm saying is that atheism is just another belief system. Atheism is, a, is another belief system. And I just explained to you that I have benefits in Christ Jesus that atheism would steal from me. So why would I want to change one belief system that blesses my soul, comforts my heart, gives me peace and gives me a message to preach? I can tell, I can go any place in the world and tell anybody that God loves you and died to save you. God wants you to be saved. He wants you to have eternal life and forgiveness of sins. He wants you to be born again. He wants you to repent and be clean today. He, he will save you today. I can tell anybody, any, any place, anytime, anywhere that Jesus Christ loves them. Now, man, you can't beat that. Now, why would I want to trade it, trade it in for, for atheism? 
Uh, atheism is unscientific, but now, you know, atheists uh, kind of portray themselves, and I'm going to get down to this here in a minute, they portray themselves as more than that, uh, more than what they are. Listen, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 20 says this, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so called. I said atheism is unscientific, but it pretends to be. Now listen, dear friend, all I'm saying is that uh, the propositions there is no God cannot be demonstrated. The proposition that God didn't create and come to redeem man cannot be demonstrated. You can't prove it and you can't falsify it. So therefore, listen, it's not science. It's not fact. And uh, there's, I, I wouldn't want to uh, be an atheist simply because uh, it's just another belief system. And, and frankly, I have benefits that I don't want to give up in Christ Jesus. Amen? Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, now, number six. Uh, I'm not an atheist because, listen, atheism is a crutch. I've, I've read you six so far. I don't have enough faith. I'm not an atheist because I don't have enough faith. I'm not an atheist because it doesn't make sense to me. Maybe it makes sense to somebody. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I'm not an atheist because uh, atheism implies I'm morality. Uh, it might not apply to uh, imply it to anybody else, but it does to me, man. And uh, I can't live in a world like that. I can't live in a world where people would uh, uh, behave like animals and, and have no conscience that conscience that they're going to stand before God. Listen, atheism number four has no benefits. Number five, atheism is unscientific. Number six, now atheism is a crutch. Atheism is a crutch, and I don't need it. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Atheism insists that faith in God is a crutch, and uh, I'll concede that. Faith in God is a crutch for some people. Uh, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is a crutch for some people. Uh, and you say, Preacher, which crutch do you use? <laughs> uh, I, I trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is in Christ Jesus, dear friend. If thou believest that there's one God, the devils also believe and tremble. Listen, I, I, when I say why well, I'm not an atheist, my position and my my uh, persuasion is to to get you to believe in Jesus Christ, not just to believe in God. I think, it, yeah, you take one step closer and believe in God, fine. But believing on the Lord Jesus Christ is what saves a person. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved, Paul the Apostle said. So atheism, listen, is a crutch, and it's a crutch that that I really don't need. Uh, atheism uh, provides an answer or provides a um, uh, a mechanism whereby the believer in atheism assures himself that there is no God, that there's no Bible, the Bible's not true, there's nothing called sin, there's no judgment, I'm not guilty. There's no punishment for sin. There's no heaven and there's no hell. See, atheism is, is it kind of is set up now. And I'm not accusing you, if you're an atheist, that this is what you do. But unconsciously, this is what atheism insulates the human mind and the human heart from. It almost, it almost hardens the human heart by providing a crutch. I don't believe, I believe there's no God, or I don't believe in God. I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in judgment. These things. The reason why you don't 
is because those things, if you did those things, would terrify you, and you would have to repent and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, see? So atheism is crutch, and I think it's a, it's a, a terrible thing now because it, I believe it does harden the heart. The Bible says in Romans 1.28, listen, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, see, that crutch, that intellectual crutch is to get God out of my mind, get those preachers out of my mind, get those Bible verses out of my mind, get, get this stuff out of my mind so that I don't have to think about it, see. Atheism is a crutch, and uh, I don't need a crutch. I don't need the crutch of atheism. Now you say, preacher, uh, listen, uh, your Christianity is a crutch. Well, my Christianity, I would take issue with you on that. Uh, my Christianity is not a crutch. Now, if you're going to say your faith in Jesus Christ and your faith in the Bible is a crutch, I, I'll say amen to that. Yes, it is. And I rest upon it firmly. Amen. I rest upon the Word of God. I'll die resting upon the Word of God and resting upon the Lord Jesus Christ. But when it comes to Christianity, Christianity is apostate. There's you can't, it's unrecognizable. Uh, Christianity to the, the modern man is Christmas trees and Easter bunnies. And uh, it has nothing to do with reality. Um, so, uh, But faith in Jesus Christ now, dear friend, is true and right. And it's, it's a worthy crutch. Amen. Faith in the word of God is a worthy crutch. It's, it's, you, you're going to need it. You're going to need to lean on it. You're going to need to lean on the Lord, and you're going to need to lean on the Word of God. And let me tell you something, dear friend. When you die, you're going to die leaning on some crutch. You just pick which one you're going to lean on. And atheism, I'm not going to lean on it. I don't need it. Amen? I believe in God. I believe in judgment. I believe in sin and these things that God tells me about in the Bible. I believe in repentance and faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, holy living and the best you can. You know, I don't... I wish I, I lived better than I did. Uh, do. Uh, all right, so number six, atheism's crutch. Number seven, listen, atheism postulates the highly improbable. I'm getting wordy now because I'm getting tired. I've got to stop. <laughs> listen, atheism postulates the highly improbable. What does that mean? Well, to postulate something means to claim it as truth. Claim it as true. And what atheism claims is true is the idea that everything develops spontaneously. Everything develops spontaneously over billions of years. Now, there's no way you're going to prove that. There's no way you're going to demonstrate that everything's spontaneously developed over millions of years. But it's postulated, it's set forth, it's claimed as a truth. Evolution is claimed as a truth. And atheism postulates the Highly improbable. <laughs> uh, well, you say, what are you talking about, preacher? Well, you know, uh, the, the, the point that I want to make here is this. Um, atheism sets something forth as true that's not been established as true. There's no way in the world that you're going to demonstrate that over millions and billions of years or millions of years or billions of years, whatever the profession is, that everything spontaneously developed. You're, you, you, there's no way to prove it, to prove that, my dear friend. So you cannot set it forth as true. And that's what it, atheism is doing. It's, it, here's another way to word this. Atheism preaches a lie. But that was a little bit on the nose, so 
Atheism postulates the highly improbable. I'm, I'm speaking in $10 words so that uh, people uh, that uh, believe maybe in atheism will, will get a hold of that. But listen, dear friend, you know what the Bible says? Genesis 1.11, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, and the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself. Genesis 1.21, And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth. Uh, the Bible tells me God created things. And uh, listen, dear friend, I rest upon the Word of God. And uh, uh, atheism postulates the highly improbable. It claims something is true that's not a true, uh, that's uh, not uh, established as true, and it's, you're not able to establish, establish it as true. Um, already, number eight, atheism presumes the impossible. Here's another thing, but now presume is to suppose something. It, uh, uh, to postulate is to, to speak outward and, and claim as true. Uh, to presume something is to suppose it. It's internal. Atheism it presumes the impossible. Say, what's it presume? It presumes that uh, life spontaneously generated from inanimate matter, from dead matter, from rocks. It, it uh, presumes that Everything that you are sitting there listening to my voice was created by a rock. Inanimate matter is a rock. A rock is inanimate matter. And uh, atheism presumes that that inanimate matter ordered itself and produced life somehow. <laughs> and uh, I just can't believe that. Like I said, I don't have enough faith to believe in atheism. Atheism presumes the impossible. Um, and there's some things that you could, uh, my pastor used to go into on these two last two points that were a lot more deep and a lot more intellectual than I can get into. They just don't make sense to me. That's all. It uh, presumes something, uh, it supposes to be true, something that's impossible. Uh, right now, uh, according to the laws of, of modern science, energy or matter cannot be created naturally. Uh, it can only change form. And the past is to be judged by the present. Uh, and life only emanates from life. Inanimate matter does not naturally produce life now. And uh, with those with those ideas in mind, uh, it's impossible that life popped out of nowhere <laughs> uh, by itself. Now, it's not impossible that God not impossible that God could speak it into existence. Amen. God's outside the uh, the system, and He's outside of of, of uh, limitations of nature and whatnot. Amen? All right, number nine. I'm almost done. Atheism deifies nature. Really, to me, I'm not an atheist because it just it doesn't solve anything. Uh, instead of, uh, you know, having a God to deal with, you have many gods to deal with. Uh, people are, are saying that the trees are gods and the mountains are gods. It just makes nature God, and nature is worshipped as God. Atheism, really, is, to me, it's simply trading one God for another. Instead of, in the beginning, God created, in the, in the beginning, matter originated, <laughs> however you want to put it. But uh, people wind up worshiping rocks and trees and, and mountains and, and all kinds of crazy things. And uh, listen, dear friend, um, 
The Bible says in Romans 1.25, there are people who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator. Uh, worshipped and served the thing that was created more than the one that was creating it. So I say atheism deifies nature. And uh, it just trades, it trades the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It trades our Lord Jesus Christ in for uh, a mother nature. And uh, I, I'm not going to do that. No, sir, I just can't. I'm not, a, I'm not an atheist because atheism deifies nature. It just uh, gives matter uh, the properties of God. And uh, it, does no, it really doesn't accomplish anything. It causes more, uh, it really causes more problems and complexities than it does solve anything. And then finally, and I'm done, ten, tenth reason is atheism destroys human hope. Oh, dear friend, I wouldn't. I'm not an atheist because the hope I have in Jesus Christ. Listen, let me read you some things. Here's a great hope. You want to you wanna make your day wonderful today? If you're not saved, uh, repent of atheism and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not trying to get you to believe in God. No, sir, not God only. I'm trying to get you to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Thou believest there is one God, the devils also, thou doest well, the devils also believe and tremble. Okay, it's good that you want to come and believe in God. Or, but listen, that ain't going to do the, do the job. You've got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But listen, what you have in Christ, if you're saved, if you've trusted in the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for you on Calvary's cross of his own precious blood to atone for and to propitiate, and uh, redeem you from sin, death and hell and judgment, then, dear friend, this is what you have. Second Peter 3.13, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Amen. All those people over yonder fighting with each other and everybody in the United States of America bickering and, and, and battling each other over things that they have no idea. Now, let's face it right now. You have no idea what's going on in our country. You might think you do. You've got no idea what's going on in our country. And I don't either. And I, I got news for you. Uh, there's only two people that do. God, God the Spirit, God the Son, God the Father. That's one God and the devil. He knows exactly what's going on and God knows what's going on. You and I are just seeing things that uh, uh, we, we don't understand the spiritual battle that's going on. But listen, what I'm trying to say to you is that one of these days, it's all going to be over. And for a Christian, for a Bible-believing saint of God, for a Bible-believing Jew, for a Bible-believing Gentile, who's uh, no longer Jew and Gentile, they're in Christ. Listen, you've got the hope of a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. You're going to see a new heaven and a new earth. The Bible says, In my Father's house are many mansions, Jesus said. If it were not so, I would have told you. Now listen, here's the promise. I go to prepare a place for you. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. That's a blessing. We have a place prepared for us by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Listen, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says, And be kind one to another, Christian. Man, Christians hammering on each other of different political parties and being rude and uh, ungodly and mean to each other. Listen, the Bible says, And be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, 
even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Can you imagine uh, talking to somebody just because of what they, what political party they belong to and, and uh, beating them up because of that? Listen, the Bible says, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath, hath forgiven you. I've got forgiveness, dear friend. I don't have to wait on it. Neither do you. You have it in Christ Jesus. John chapter 10, verse 28, the Bible says, Listen, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Never perish. The Bible says the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Say, what does that mean, preacher? It means I'll never, never, never perish. That's a promise I've got. That's a hope in Christ that I have. I wouldn't want to trade that for anything, dear friend. I wouldn't want to trade it for anything. And I say to you, I'm not an atheist because atheism would destroy my hope. And atheism does. It destroys all hope. It takes away, here, listen to this. Revelation 21, 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. That's what I want. Amen. I believe in Jesus. First Thessalonians 4, 16. Listen. <laughs> listen to this. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel, with a trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, that's a wonderful hope, dear friend. And in Christ Jesus, these are our hopes. New heavens, new earth, eternal life. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more dying, no more sin, no more devil. Hallelujah. And uh, the Lord's going to meet us in the air soon, and he's going to bring our loved ones with us. We're going to be ever with him. Man, I'm not an atheist because atheism destroys human hope. Jesus Christ came into the world to give man hope, my friend. And I'll tell you right now, if you're saved, you have the greatest hope that anyone could ever have. Say, preacher, what should I do? Here, listen, it's a simple thing. You know what you have to do? You have to drop one thing and pick up another one. <laughs> you have to stop believing one thing and start believing another. That's a turnaround. That's a 180-degree turn. It's called repentance. And a person repents and believes the gospel. What you need to do is if you're an atheist, drop your atheism and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Believe that Jesus Christ came into the world to die to save you. You say, I've never seen Jesus. Repent of that thought. Put it, put it away. Throw, turn, turn, turn away from it. And turn to Jesus Christ. And uh, you, you, you'll never go wrong by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that, that you believe that would keep you away from Jesus Christ? Turn away from it. Repent of it. And believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what the Lord does for you? He gives you wonderful benefits. And atheism would destroy them. All right, let's bow our heads in prayer. And uh, I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to visit with you today for a little bit. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for loving us. Please bless us and use us for your glory and honor. Help us, dear God. And I pray, Father, for the message that it would uh, touch somebody's heart and help them to see that 
Jesus Christ loves them and died to save them. And we'll thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Varner. Um, you know, that touched my heart, and I'm not an atheist. <laughs> and as I listened <laughs> to that, I thought, wow. I don't know how anybody can be after listening to that. You know, that it, it, uh, it's amazing to me, and especially that last point about offering no hope. You know, and I, I sometimes yeah. wonder, I wonder if, if it, do you think maybe um, atheism and, and the lack of hope have something to do with the, the amount of depression that we see in our country and the amount of alcohol, the amount of drug use? Uh, people are perhaps trying to, to fill that void, you know, that, that, that hopelessness. I, I would think, I would think so, you know, but I also think that people that are, uh, attached to religion, they've placed confidence in, in religion, whether it be Protestantism or Catholicism, yeah. that religion cannot offer the hope and the assurance and the security that the Lord Jesus Christ and the Bible can. So I think that even professing Christian people um, and Protestant people and Roman Catholic people, there are professing Christian people, even those people can have problems with things. And good night, I mean, even Christian people. If, if, yeah. if people are saved and they, uh, they know the Lord, well, that, that's one thing. But now beyond that, if we're going to, keep from being depressed and discouraged we have to plant truth in our hearts and our minds and we have to uh we have to well the bible says think on these things there are certain things we have to think on and there are certain things we have to we have to drive out of our heart and mind we can't let them stay there um and uh, so i think that yeah that i think for sure uh, atheists i i really do believe that they there's a, a lack of hope but in in religious people's lives, and whether it be uh, false Christianity or another false religion, they, they those religions really can't provide the support and the emotional help that that we need, especially in the day that we live in. Man, yeah, it's a good point, and yeah. I think sometimes people think, well, I go to church, I believe in God, so shouldn't I be okay? Yeah. Uh huh. As you were saying, it's more than believing in, in a God. It's believing in Jesus Christ and receiving him as our Savior. Right. Yeah, that verse in James really just uh, really opened my eyes. And I think it opens everyone's eyes. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Uh, believing in God is a step in the right direction. But Jesus, when uh, when Paul was a asked, "What sirs, what must I do to be saved?" You know the answer. He said, uh, "Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved." Yeah. It's a matter of believing on Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the real issue, and uh, I'm glad that you know. Like I said, I'm I'm glad to, to have the opportunity to share these thoughts with you. But uh, I, my objective is not to make theists and deists and monotheists out of people, because that that's not going to get the job done. Uh, my my objective would be to encourage people to repent of their philosophy, repent of their religion, and turn to Jesus Christ and the Bible and trust in the gospel that Christ Jesus and His death, burial, and resurrection paid for their sins personally, and they have to trust that He and His blood 
wiped away and washed away and paid for their sins. And, uh, and of course, he came up from the grave and is alive right now and can save them. Yeah. Well, that was an excellent, excellent uh, presentation, an excellent study. And uh, I want to thank you for taking the time out from your schedule to do that for us. Oh, thank you so much, Eric, for the encouragement to, to do it. And if you want to do another one, you know, just uh, let me know. And uh, I'm letting you know now I want to do another one. <laughs> all right, good. Good, that'll be great. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So we'd like to thank Pastor Varner once again for being on That's in the Bible, another, uh, another great uh, study there. And I think if I was an atheist, I'd be seriously thinking about, hmm, yeah, there's a lot of things. I like when you said uh, atheism is a crutch. That's one of the things that, you know, they've leveled at against Christians often. And, and as, it, uh, as it turns out, <laughs> you, can, you can look at it the other way as well, that atheism is a crutch too. Yeah, the fact of the matter is uh, everything's a crutch. You know? Amen. Yeah. Amen. And if uh, Lord Jesus Christ is a crutch, well... Somebody once said, give me two of them, then I'll take all I can get. (laughs) (laughs) Same here. All right, Lord Lord willing, we'll see you again next time. And uh, thanks again, Pastor Barner. Heavenward bound.